loved ones. You are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast number 128, Lessons from a Quitter. I'm pretty pumped about this episode, and it's also going to kick off a little quitting series that we've got coming up. Not, It's not an official series. We're just, I'm in a quitting mood. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk today about a few lessons from a quitter because I wrote the book about it. And then also uh, this Friday coming out is The Quitterdom It Takes to Be Queer with Will Fisher. Man, it is a profound conversation, so I definitely encourage you to stay tuned. Tuned. And uh, if it's already out, jump right on over and listen in. And then next Monday, I'm going to be talking more about healthy quitting. Uh, again, I want to start this episode and I'll talk about it a little bit next week as well. I literally did write a book all about quitting. My first book is called Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter. And this book is all about quitting people-pleasing in order to live a life that pleases you. You may have heard about it. You may have read it. And if so, thank you. If you've already read it, please go review it on Amazon. If you haven't, the quick and dirty about it is that I realized back in 2017, that I have this deeply rooted, unlovable story that I literally believe I'm unlovable or annoying or too much or intolerable. And so that really limited me. And I capped my greatness in many ways because I was afraid of being judged uh, for being my full, fully unleashed, fully authentic self. And when I saw this, it cracked open my whole world because I saw all the ways that I was behaving inside of this unlovable story. What revealed, who revealed themselves to me were all the different variations, all the different identities of quitters that I have been throughout my life in order to survive tough times or to actually feel lovable. And so the first part of the book is all, I actually share the different quitter identities. The different chapters are the different um, identities and very relatable. Um, one of my favorites and probably the most relatable is the jaded quitter. And uh, she is the one who has collected all the evidence in life that things don't work out. You can't have it your way. She's always looking for the other shoe to drop and she is the one that would stop me from truly chasing all my dreams because she, like I could hear her. Well, nowadays I disassociate. Like if I hear her talking, I realize it's not me and I don't let it stop me. However, I used to take the identity on as myself. So I would think it's not going to work out for me. I can't look at how I have failed before. Um, nobody believes me. This doesn't make any sense. How am I going to, you know, how am I going to prove myself? I have failed in many different ways in many different times. And so I collected all that evidence and it gave me more and more reason not to go for it again and again. And so it started to mess with my resiliency and being able to be brave in what I was trying to create. And so it slowed me down for quite some time in my life, especially around after divorce. I talk about all these different quitters, and then I talk about conceptual 
quitting. So conceptual quitting is the bigger stuff, quitting people pleasing, quitting the shitty story that you have about yourself, quitting the negative inner dialogue and the self deprecation and self beating up and self judgment. And so, um, and, and then quitting the opinions of others. Like, so in the third part of the book, I lay all of that out because while the book is about me, it's my names, dates, and places. It's really for you as the reader to be able to identify the ways that you're a quitter, the way, what the things that you can quit and again, like I mentioned next week, I'll talk about healthy quitting, but this is that opportunity for you to take the work on for yourself. At the ends of most chapters, I have reflection questions that you can actually journal on or just meditate on and, and think about and answer for yourself that really move you through spaces in order to actually gain some traction in your life. And then the fourth part of this book is all about accepting and choosing, accepting yourself for your greatness, for your gifts, for your passion and purpose, and accepting your humanity. You guys, I mention it quite a bit. It's like there were definitely times in my life where I just like wish I was a robot, where I just wish that I could didn't have to eat, didn't have to sleep. I could just work all the time, achieve all the things, make all the money. And that's not real. And I was denying my own humanity in a way that was self-deprecating and my wellness was very low. Therefore, my productivity was very low, not very low. I'm, I'm a high achiever, but I was running on fumes. And so the real authentic energy wasn't there. That was, you know, at the the peaks of that, I was a perfectionist. I, you know, was withholding and, and pushing and forcing outcomes and manipulating and not in a vicious way, but just to try to achieve in order to feel lovable. And so this is an amazing book that if any of what I just shared, like if that hits home for you, definitely visit abigailgazza.com. You can check out abigailgazza.com forward slash books, or you can get it on Audible or you can get it on Amazon. And then obviously, if you've read it already, please go review the book. It's so helpful. It helps to bump it up in searchability and all the, you know, all the logistical things, all the algorithms or whatever. But a few new lessons that I'd really like to share, I kind of talk about them in the book, but I want to bring them to you today to start looking at life from a fresh perspective. Because the book about giving up, giving up, is giving up that shitty story you have so you can go for your dreams. Because the shitty story you have either about yourself, your future, or your success subconsciously stops you for going for it. So a a quick example of that. When I started coaching, I wanted a bunch of clients, right? I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be paid. However, I didn't exactly want to do what it takes to get there. And it wasn't about the work ethic. I have plenty of work ethic. I knew or I feared how bold I had to be. I know how bold I am as a coach now. I cut right through bullshit. And before, I was way too busy thinking I was unlovable. Therefore, the thing I chased the most was being liked. And as a coach, you cannot be interested in being liked. (laughs) I'm doing my job if I'm 
if I think the client's going to hang up on me, right? I just had a call today where the girl got super triggered and obviously she didn't get off the call, but she was upset, not upset with me, but her fears got activated. And so she was pushing back. She's like, see, nobody gets this and everybody shits on my idea. And like, I was like, honey, slow it down. Come on back. Right. But before now, I'm an advanced coach now, before I would have been afraid that I upset her. I would have been afraid that I offended her. I would have been afraid that she wasn't going to hire me back. Right. And that stopped me from making the best difference that I could because I was too interested in being liked than making a difference. Another said one other way is you can be right or you can have your way. Right. So I can say, oh, being successful is tough. Being successful. I'm to um, this. I'm to that. I'm the excuse, excuse, excuse. I can have my excuses or I can have my success. Right. I know what I want to do. I want to work with hundreds of people. I want to have hundreds of programs. I want to make hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars and make uh, that much of an impact and shifting the frequency of humanity and raising people's emotional intelligence. However, if I'm too scared to do that, or if I think that that's a daunting task, I'm not going to show up for it. And you do this, you tell yourself that success will cost you your freedom. You tell you that yourself that your success will be expensive, that it's going to take up all your time that it's going to take you away from your family. And so we have these conflicting desires like time with our family and then our, our perceived success. So this is really important because again, subconscious barriers is you don't really want the success you think you want because it conflicts with your comfort. One of the lessons I want to share is one that always kept me leveling up, but it didn't always make the leveling up easy or feeling good, which the lesson is be willing to trade the good for the great. This is interesting because we love the good and sometimes the good feels good enough. However, you have no idea. You have no idea what is possible and what is waiting for you and the abundance that God or universe or whoever your higher power would love to dump in your lap. However, you are clinging to the good shit. So the great shit, there's no room. If you like, you are literally a hoarder. (laughs) You're a hoarder. You're an emotional hoarder, a mental hoarder, a spiritual hoarder, whatever it is. But if you think like, Let's just use your car because it's much more contained. If you had your car packed with shit, there's a point where nothing else, you can't physically put anything else in there. And just because your mind and your heart space is, let's say, theoretical, right? Or yeah, I'm just going to use the word theoretical, is that there's no space, a definitive container. Therefore, you think more can come in. You can always like learn more, you can take on more, but you know, when you are at your mental, emotional and spiritual capacity, right? And so you have got to take responsibility that you are holding on to way too much shit. And that's where it comes time to start quitting things. Now, this is going to shift me into the next lesson, which is there are going to have to be parts of you that die. 
parts of your ego, different identities of your past that must die and you must release them. So my next book coming up is called I Can't, The Greatest Lie in Human History. I am super proud of it. It's a stellar book and it's coming. It's going to be on its way very soon. It's coming out on Thanksgiving Day specifically. And I was working with my coach and what sparked this entire book was releasing an old identity, which is the part of me that believes I can't. And I open up this book with a letter from the author from me, but I open the book with the letter that triggered the book. And I sat down one night. So this, I didn't have the book idea yet. And my coach gave me an assignment to write a letter to release the part of me that thinks I can't because the part of me that thinks I can't, can't come with me to my highest successes, to my greatest achievements, to my biggest level of impact in the world. She can't come, right? If I'm walking around the world with clients and at conferences and whatever with an I, a shred of I can't, then I don't get to make the difference I want to make. And so you're going to have to let parts of you die off and you're going to have to look at which parts of you are outdated. This is so said one more way is it's like trying to go to college while still being in high school. It's like trying to, yeah, do both at the same time. And that's kind of an outdated example now because they offer college classes in high school. So it's like, oh, damn. But it's graduating after the 12th grade and be like, you know what, guys, I think I'll stay. You know, you can do that in college. You can stick around as long as you want. You just keep paying. But in high school, like, nah, you got to (laughs) go. And so that's what this is. Some of those identities, you've graduated and they got to go because you are not them. They are not you. And your maturity rests on it or is limited by it. And without your emotional intelligence and maturity are very, um, they go together. And so the more that you can release, 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 and the more emotionally intelligent you can become, the more naturally mature you will become, the more powerful you will become, and you can accelerate in life. You're gonna have to be a quitter in this sense. And so certain identities must die. And I'm here to tell you that the life of your dreams is beyond the one that you have. So you got to be willing to trade the good for the great. You got to be willing to release some identities. And the last lesson that I want to teach you from today is that the unknown is scary because it's the unknown. And we fear the unknown because we are unwilling to not know. You control freak, knock it off. (laughs) I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you, but like a past self, I definitely also released the control freak. I don't know shit. I don't know how things will go. I don't know when things will happen. I have goals and I have commitments and I have core values and I show up inside of them every day, but I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know where life is going to lead me. I know I like, I would really enjoy for some certain things to happen. However, I don't know that they will. And how many of us have this stronghold, this headlock on life And like refuse to let go of the grip we have on control. You're strangling yourself, my love. There's no room for possibility when you are being the control freak. 
And one of my favorite examples, I guess you've probably heard me share this one is like the unknown is like a dark room. You got to walk through there. You kind of like walk with your hands out, feeling around, trying not to bump your, you know, shin on the table or anything, but some people won't even step foot in the dark room because it is that scary to them. The unknown in not being able to see beyond or ahead is that scary that it causes crippling anxiety that they wouldn't even dare, right? However, what I love about this idea is if you flip the light switch on and it just so happened to be your surprise birthday party and all your friends and family were there to celebrate you, that would be a great unknown, But we aren't even willing to stretch our creative thinking that just because it's unknown doesn't mean it's bad. And most of the time, like I mentioned earlier, it's actually greater than you could possibly imagine. But you are stealing your own opportunities from yourself by not even being willing to explore the unknown, by not being willing to release the good for the great, for not being willing to shed old identities so that the evolved, mature, fully expressed, fully developed version of you can show up in life and create a magical one. Mm. Oh, these are some lessons from a quitter. (laughs) I have spent the last four years quitting my ass off and I feel a thousand pounds lighter. I look better than ever. I could go on and on, but you guys, I, I love it. And I love what's available inside of it and my commitment. So I had a hard time sharing coaching and transformation when I was a younger, when I started because I was so hyped up on it that I thought I needed, I wanted everyone to do it. I'm like, you guys, there's so much available. And I didn't understand when people didn't want to do it. What I had to take on for myself is instead of asking people to consider coaching, I just be a living, breathing, walking, talking, thriving example of what is minutely possible when going for transformation, right? I love my life. And, ooh, it's eleven eleven. Sorry, super distracted, but really want to sprinkle some eleven eleven magic on you right now. Okay. This required me releasing, 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 because now I'm as radiant as I've ever been. And I'm as happy as I've ever been. And I'm happy sharing it. And I can share this work so much more clearly because I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm living my best damn life. And when some, when you, when it's time for you, you're going to be like, I want what she's got. And I know she's my girl. She can show me the way. And you know, I can and you know I'm willing. And so if you're ready and it's, I'm your girl and it's that time, you can book a 20-minute discovery call with me by going to abigailgazza.com and filling out the contact form, yada, yada. You can email me, message me, whatever. It's 2020. You can reach me 90 different ways. But I'm here to reach that heart of yours. And I'm here to unleash that heart of yours and walk with you on the path as actually you do it yourself by shedding all of this stuff and learning how to be the healthiest quitter there is in the bunch. All right. So stay tuned for two more episodes around healthy quitting, quitting the quitterdom it takes to be queer and being queer as queer as you are, as unique as you are, as divine and God, you're so special. (laughs) You're so special and you have so many gifts. And the real thing is that 
your only job, your only job in this life is to become the most you that you can and deliver that gift to the world. I love you. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.